We all face challenges, crucibles in life, that make us or break us, and our health is often the biggest crucible we will face. This podcast is designed to help you achieve your health goals through simple, strategic, and proven methods. In every episode, we'll learn about how to overcome your health crucibles and live your best life. everybody, it's Mary Lee Aitenhan coming to you live from my Diva Den studio here in Brentwood, Tennessee for my podcast, Crucible. And on today's podcast, I'll be talking about healing for women over 50 that have an eating disordered mindset. So with the following three points, what is an eating disordered mindset? What are three components that can help you in recovery? And then I'm gonna give you a list of 20 affirmations that will help you give you hope and get through recovery. My information today comes from Recover Warriors, excuse me, recoverywarriors.com and the nationaleatingdisorders.com websites. So what is an eating disordered mindset? After losing 32 pounds four years ago, About a year ago, I was realizing that my mind was shifting back to places of where I really felt I was at as a teenager when I was 13. And I felt convicted by God that it's all right. It's like, all right, you've not dealt with this yet, Mary Lee. You think you have, you've you've kind of mended and patched things and you've been healed in, you know, patches, but the whole thing is not completely over or healed. And so I, I called actually my health coach, whose wife is a certified therapist and asked her for recommendations. And I went into therapy a year ago to deal with the issues that I was having. And I realized that this mindset started um, because of a trauma and trauma with a capital T when I was 13. And that's when my dad was killed in a plane accident. And our lives were in a split second completely changed my mom my brother and my sister and i and we were all three teenagers i was 13 my brother 16 my sister 19 and my mom was only 45 my dad was 50 when when he was killed and it was a it was horrible it was is the worst thing that i've lived through in my life and while i've been healed and i've seen the 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 golden lining that has come out of that you know, there, there were certain things that I just feel like I still keep, you know, looping back to. And, um, my mom was thrown into full blown into not wanting to, (laughs) to run our family business, which was a steakhouse. And it was a very acclaimed steakhouse in Nebraska. People knew of it, um, from 450 miles away and people that, um, anyway that i know that are my age you know they remember it they remember my family you know and um it was really not a big deal but it was a quality quality you know restaurant and um i ended up having to work there doing dishes and all of a sudden i felt completely abandoned here's my mom trying to not only do the books which she'd been doing for like the last 20 years, um, but she's literally ordering, you know, it was a a barbecue place. So she's ordering the meat, she's going and picking it up, you know, and all the details that go with the business, hiring, firing people, um, let alone, you know, the actual, you know, advertising. I mean, there's just a a gazillion things that go with a self-run, you know, family-owned business. And I not only felt um, basically, 
um, I felt invisible and I, I felt like nobody, nobody saw me. Nobody knew what I was dealing with. And I was just on my own trying to deal with, with stuff that, you know, I'd never known. I'd lost 20 pounds. I think I weighed a hundred pounds at the end of that summer. I ended up with shingles and not only on one side of my body, but they wrapped all the way around my body. And it was the severest case of shingles our doctor had ever seen. I didn't even know what in the heck it was. Um, and six weeks later, after my dad passed away, I came to know the Lord. And that was this, you know, for me, the golden lining. And my, all of my family has since come to know the Lord is our personal Lord and Savior. And that's why my faith is so incredibly important to me. But there were things that just were not, you know, um, that I, I didn't deal with or just, um, thought I had, and maybe, you know, really hadn't. And so I'm, these things are coming up in therapy and I'm realizing that, oh boy, okay, I need, I need healing from this. And, you know, it wasn't my fault. It happened because of this trauma and because of my age, I was, you know, a very young, impressionable teenager, but some of that, you know, and in a nutshell, an eating disorder mindset can can you know encompass all of these or one of these a negative negative thinking um low self-esteem perfectionism and obsessions and from the outside eating disorders may not appear to make sense at all but for those with an eating disorder there is an inner logic to it some common examples of disordered eating include and before i name these off i want you to think of all the things that are advertised um everywhere not only on Facebook, you know, but television, radio, et cetera, in this, in the world that we live in today. So these are, these are the eating disordered <laughs> diets, fad diets, cleanses, um, fasting, a heightened focus on your appearance, um, supplement misuse, just eating supplements, um, diet pills. How many diet pills are there on the market there? It's, it's a billion dollar industry. You know, extreme social media focus on personal appearance or food and either under eating or overeating, which makes no sense. But as again, there's an inner logic in that for every single person um, in some crazy, crazy way. So personality traits that are commonly, commonly associated with an eating disorder are high perfectionism, impulsivity, harm avoidance, avoidance of stress, harm, you know, situations, whatever, at all costs, um, reward dependence, sensation seeking, and obsessive compulsiveness in combination with low self-esteem directed, um, low self-assertiveness, um, and low self-cooperativeness you know, sometimes to the point of self-harm. So what I realized in the past year is that there is hope and that, yes, I, I'm in the process of recovery. I will probably always be in this process, but as we all have our own demons that we deal with, that's fine. I, you know, the, the solid point for me is that I need to rely on God for everything that I do, including my thoughts, you know, my habits, my mind, body, soul. So three components that can help you in recovery are first, you've got to have a goal. You've got to have a target and you need to make sure that it's something that you can aim towards that's actually realistic um, and doable. 
So what do you want to accomplish, you know, in your life? Um, this could be anything from just being recovered from this eating disorder to um, changing careers. You're in a career that you know you don't want to end up in. Um, you're making money, but it's not fulfilling you. Or having a family. You can't get pregnant if you've got an eating disordered body. Um, things just don't work. <laughs> so anything's, anything usually starts with a goal. And in my case, hope started with the goal. And the second component is basically willpower, or it's called personal agency. So you need to have personal agency. It's a spark or belief in yourself, in your ability that you can bring your goal to life. And Dr. C.R. Snyder says, personal agency is the driving force in hopeful thinking. It is the sense of metal energy, mental energy, that propels the person towards their goal. Willpower, as I use this term, is a reservoir of determination and commitment that we can call on to help move us in the direction of the goal to which we are attending at any given moment. Often, oftentimes, this is where people hold themselves back the most and they get stuck because they worry about whether or not they can actually do it. But my hope to you today is that you can, yes, they can do it. It starts with believing that you do have that capacity. And every time you're feeling hopeless, you need to remind yourself that you can do what's necessary to achieve that goal. And the third part of this hope process is you need to have multiple pathways. And by that, I'm going to refer back to Dr. C.R. Snyder, who said you need way power. And by way power, you need to have that clear goal plus the spark of, I can do this. And you need to know that you will run into obstacles and you and it will require you to create multiple alternative ways to achieve your goals. That's way power. There's not just one path to the goal. It takes several. It does take your mind, body, your soul, your spirit, everything. Way power reflects the mental plans or roadmaps that guide hopeful thought. Way power is a mental capacity that we can call on to find one or more effective ways to reach our goals. The perception that one can engage in planful thought is therefore essential for way power thinking. In other words, you got your goal and you believe that you can achieve your goal. You know that you will run into doubt and obstacles and that's fine, but you keep choosing to keep going. That's way power in action. Having hope that recovery is possible has by far been the biggest takeaway for me this past year. And I'm talking <laughs> hitting, hitting rock bottom, hitting rock bottom again, having huge breakthroughs, realizing that stuff that has come into my life was not even um, directed at me or was it was because of either other people or um, something that I didn't create. And the main takeaway was that it's not my fault. It truly caught, started because of this drama. So hope has those three components, goals, personal agency, and multiple pathways. You need to know what you want, believe that you can get it, and be willing to explore different ways to meet your goal. You probably have heard the old saying, if there's a will, there's a way. Well, 
to really get into a state of hope, you need to have a meaningful goal in addition to your will and multiple ways. <laughs> so here are 20 affirmations I'm going to give you. And some of them are scriptural for you to use when you feel down or when you're struggling or when you want to build yourself up. Pick a few that you like and repeat them to yourself several times a day. I am not a burden when I ask for support or help. I am enough the way that I am. The voice of my eating disorder does not resent, represent how I feel about myself. I will not listen to negative thoughts. I can beat this. I am strong, fierce, and brave. I have everything that I need to take care of myself inside, inside of me right now. A goal weight is a relevant, irrelevant number and doesn't speak of my health. I don't compare myself to others. We're all unique. Balance is important and I will respect my body by giving it balance. I will not punish myself by making mistakes or feeling down for making mistakes or for feeling down. I am created in the image of God, the image of perfection. Genesis 1 27. I can overcome any obstacle with God. Psalm 18 29. I'm strong in the Lord and in his incredible power. Ephesians 6 10. I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4 13. The spirit at work within me is greater than the spirit in the world. 1 John 4 4. I am deeply loved for who I am and not what I do. Romans 5 8. I'm incredibly, incredibly valuable because Jesus gave his life for me. Galatians 1 4. Jesus declares me righteous and redeemed. 2 Corinthians 5 21 and Colossians 1 13 through 14. Jesus is not ashamed of me. Hebrews 2 11. And I love and respect myself for who I am right now. Mark 12, 31. So the secret to complete recovery is to first acknowledge that you have a problem. And you do have components of eating disordered thinking. It's very humbling. And it's it takes a ton of courage to come and to actually get to that point. It's like admitting you're an addict. Um, you're an alcoholic. Um, you name it, <laughs> you're a gambler, whatever. We all have our issues to deal with, but my best piece of advice is find a therapist or an accountability partner, accountability partner, such as a health coach, someone that can truly help you and that knows psychology. Um, I would love to help you with this as well. I can share what I've done in my life and the things that have helped or hurt me. Um, having hope by setting goals, personal agency with your willpower, and having a way power. And lastly, you need to quote affirmations to yourself to help you believe that you can become an overcomer. So become a champion of your health and slay this crucible. It's time. Come join me so you too can experience the recovery from an eating disorder and have hope. If you would like a copy of any of these affirmations, please uh, direct message me at Crucible, Con Crucible Podcast. Thank you and God bless.
This income testimonial is not representative of the average earnings that coaches achieve with Optavia. Only a very small number of coaches will achieve income that is within the range of this testimonial. Optavia makes no guarantee of financial success. Success with Optavia results only from successful sales efforts, which require hard work, diligence, skill, persistence, competence, and leadership. Please see the Optavia Income Disclosure Statement for statistics on actual earnings of coaches. In a clinical study, the group on the Optimal Weight 5-in-1 plan lost 10 times more weight than the self-directed group. Average weight loss for clients on the Optimal Weight 5-in-1 plan is 12 pounds. References include Dr. A's Habits of Health book by Wayne Scott Anderson, Your Life book by Wayne Scott Anderson, The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership by Jim Diethmer, Diana Chapman, and Kaylee Warner-Klemp, Lifelong Transformation, One Healthy Habit at a Time, Optimal Weight, 5-in-1 Plan, Optimal Weight, 3-in-3 Plan, Optavia, The Four Components of Our System, Optavia Coach, The Habits of Health Transformational System, Your Life Book by Dr. Wayne Scott Anderson.